0: Welcome to Tax Wrap, the podcast of Tax and Super Australia. Each fortnight, we present news and insights to tax and SMSF practitioners. If you've got any questions, comments, or even suggestions, get in touch at podcast at taxandsuperaustralia.com.au. Welcome to Tax and Super Australia's podcast, Tax Wrap. I'm your host, Steve Burnham, and this is episode 220 of Tax Wrap, which is a The number 20 is an auspicious one with this episode because um, we also say happy 20th birthday to goods and services tax. Yes, on July 1, 2020, GST turns 20 years old. Uh, Tax and Super Australia therefore takes a look back over the 20 years that GST has been law and delves into some of the issues that are most frequently, well, that can frequently confront the ATO and the business community about GST. Deputy Commissioner Deborah Jenkins has a unique perspective on the GST. She comes from New Zealand, which had an existing GST at the time, and came to Australia as part of the introduction of our own GST. She held senior indirect tax positions at KPMG before joining the ATO in August 2016. Deborah is now the Deputy Commissioner, Small Business, and is also responsible for managing the GST product across the ATO. As having this unique experience, she has, of course, an ability to comment in an informed way on the GST in Australia over a 20-year period. And she shares her experiences and judgments with Tax and Super Australia's Tax Council, John Jeffries in this episode of Tax Wrap. Uh, Now, members should note that uh, this article is also to appear in Outlook magazine, which is the magazine that we provide to our members, which is due out in early July. This is the uh, July-August issue. Um, So let's have a listen. Deputy Commissioner Small Business and GST Product Deborah Jenkins talks with our tax counsel, John Jeffries.
1: On the 1st of July, 2000, Australia experienced one of its most significant tax reform events. The goods and services tax was introduced. That means GST is having its 20th birthday. Tax and Super Australia wanted to mark this significant anniversary with an interview with someone that has had a strong experience of GST in Australia from its startup to the end of the second decade of its operation. Our thoughts quickly turned to someone who is very well qualified to speak about GST in Australia, Deborah Jenkins. Deborah is the Deputy Commissioner for Small Business with the Australian Taxation Office, and she is also in charge of the GST product line at the ATO, welcome, Deborah, and thank you for taking the time to speaking for speaking with me today.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: Now, Deborah, uh, you've had a long and distinguished career in the indirect taxes space. Can you briefly summarise your career?
2: Absolutely, can. Look, I must say, when I was a little girl growing up, I probably didn't say when I when I grew up I want to do GST, but um, <laughs> I actually I love it. I love it. So when I started out, I actually started out with New Zealand's Inland Revenue. And I started doing transfer pricing, um, of all things. My background is finance and economics. And uh, so then, very quickly, I moved to doing uh, income tax and benefits tax and then a little bit of GST. Mm -hmm. Um, In New Zealand, there aren't that many GST specialists. And I started doing Australian GST while I was in New Zealand. And look, it doesn't make much sense to be doing Australian GST while you're in New Zealand. (laughs) So I came across the the ditch. Uh, On my way to the UK, I was going to have my OE in the UK and um, was convinced to stay in Australia for a little while and here I am 20 years later.
1: 20 years later, oh well done. (laughs) Well we're glad you stayed.
2: Uh, Thank you.
1: So when you first came to Australia uh, to assist uh, the clients of KPMG with the introduction of GST, what were your expectations and were they met or were they different to what your expectations
2: were? Yeah. Look, I think um, when I arrived, it was in the heady days of GST implementation. Uh, It was pretty crazy times. We were um, jumping on planes across the country. We were in the ANSET ANSET lounges back in the Mm. day. Um, And, you know, I I just remember for me as a really uh, quite a junior staff member in those days, um, we were just sort of thrown out and everyone pitched in to help. And, you know, for me, one of my real uh, memories was, how big everything was. I'd come from little old New Zealand and everything seemed super sized. and the other thing for me too that I remember very fondly was um, I, I remember presenting in front of the AFL board um, and it was, it was pretty funny at that time talking to the AFL board about GST and I'm sure it was not the most exciting thing for them. And I remember going back to the office and saying to my colleagues, you know, well, I just presented to you and they're like, Oh my goodness, who did you see? And of course I couldn't remember anyone's name and it meant nothing to a Kiwi. So it was, it was quite a funny time, but I just remember for me, it was just all so big, so fast and trying to practice um, Australian GST from New Zealand was really difficult because so much of what happens in Australia, as you'll know, um, John, it is, it's, it's in the conversations. It's in, it's in the um, it, things are not necessarily written down, but kind of mm. understanding how things fit in contextually. And it was so fast moving um, in those days, things changed all the time, but it was, mm-hmm. it was a fun time.
1: Good. So you've mentioned uh, your experience with the AFL board. Do you have any other interesting anecdotes or special memories in relation to the introduction of GST?
2: Yeah, I do. You know, there are so many, there are so many, Um, but I I do vividly remember on the night of GST implementation and and just for those people who can't remember that time, uh, you know, you're thinking about we've just come through Y2K um, Mm -hmm. and we'd sort of survived. Uh, And then we were going into GST implementation and I remember that night and and I think as a team, we'd worked really, really hard up to 30 June and um, we had a dinner, celebratory dinner at, at, at one of the local hotels. And something I remember so vividly was, it was actually a real anticlimax, but the biggest thing I remember is I could not get a taxi home because all the taxis had had to, um, they'd been taken off the roads to change their meters so they could cope with GST. Wow. And I vividly remember in those days when I lived down in um, in Melbourne and I remember walking up St. Kilda Road um, all the way home. So uh, yeah, but I do, I think, There are so many memories of that time, bit of um, camaraderie and working with the industry. And and I just remember the fun times. In those days, I um, used to also work with the Insurance Council of Australia because uh, for those GST people, you know, GST and general insurance is unique to Australia. Mm. And so it was just that sense, John, of just all of us pitching in and working together. And um, it didn't matter whether you were from the tax office, from the profession, from the industry, there was such a, a sense that everyone wanted to make this work. So it was a, it was a lovely time.
1: So of that period, if you can remember, um, what's the, the most challenging aspect of it? And I suppose even if you think about the last twenty years in relation to GST, what do you think is the most challenging aspect of it?
2: So I think if I reflect on that time, um it was, it was such a big change. Um, if I think about the technology changes that we had at that time to move people to, to go... Um, thinking of going digital was kind of quite crazy and I was chatting to some people here too and they were saying, I remember people saying, I don't have a printer at home, I don't have any equipment at home. So, um, and I think it was a real mindset change at that time too. Um, so that was probably one of the biggest challenges, um, you know, bringing in a GST. It had had a, a long um, gestation period uh, and, and I think for people, some of the challenges, um, people found it quite overwhelming. Mm. But if I reflect back and, and I'm sure um, from a professional perspective that the people, the benefits that people got from going through that bit of a change um, were massive. Yeah. And I, you know, the stories of the old shoe boxes and people literally coming in and doing the shoe boxes. But you know, a funny anecdote I remember was a, a very large um, company that I was working with and they needed to lodge their first FADS return and the numbers they needed to put on the boxes were actually too large to fit on the bad's return. <laughs> it was one of those ones that had a transitional contract. So yeah, and look, some of the challenges that we had then are some of the challenges we have today. Um, if you think about GST registrations, there's around 2.8 million GST registrants, right. and around 80% of those are small businesses. And added to that, you have a turn of about 300,000 businesses each year. Mm. So you are constantly trying to educate people to make sure that they've got good record keeping, and you know, Jonathan, there's one thing that I think is always a challenge: you've got to do the basics brilliantly. If you mm. have the fundamentals in place, I think then uh, you know um, things can go much easier.
1: Yeah, yeah. and perhaps looking over that 20 years, uh, and maybe even in that uh, that short uh, period of introduction, what do you think's worked really well with the GST?
2: I think it is a very successful tax. It's been a very stable tax. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I think it really did make people have good record keeping. I do do Mm -hmm. think it really, really helped small businesses in particular. Um, The other thing that GST works very well for is you actually, if you're a GST practitioner, you actually have a really good understanding of systems and processes. And, you know, GST practitioners, we ask lots of very difficult questions. Um, we sort of say well why does that happen and what's the contract and what are you selling and so I think those are some of the the real beauty of the of the GST um, system in Australia and I think what also works well you know this too GST um, and the the work that uh, everyone does with the tax practitioners like GST wouldn't be as successful as it is today without the support of um, both industry the GST practitioners and obviously the ATO working together
1: Yes, GST really makes you think about what happens in a business. What, what are the supplies and what what does the, the document say? And uh, uh, it, yeah. it is really um, something that uh, causes you to analyse the business greatly.
2: Yeah, uh, that's right.
1: So what do you think is the most important thing you learnt as a GST practitioner?
2: I think, John, it kind of goes back to the point that we were just talking about, you know, being curious as a GST practitioner, wanting to understand the business, how it works, how it all fits together. I think sometimes, um, you know, if you're just looking at a, a return at the end of the year, um, it could be very easy to slip into just looking at the numbers. But I think, you know, GST practitioners have the opportunity to have, be in regular contact with their clients to really understand their business. They've got a great opportunity to look at cash flow and understand cash flow. Yes. So, you know, I think GST practitioners undersell their value. Mm. I think they know a lot about the business and I always encourage GST practitioners to really sell that. Mm. I think that's a real value add. They do know a lot about the business. Yes. And as you say, when the contracts happen, what you're doing when you're selling things. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, that's very good advice for our members listening to this. Deborah, you are now the Deputy Commissioner in charge of the GST product for the tax office in Australia as well as, of course, being the Deputy Commissioner for Small Business, what are the things that are front of your mind for business to be aware of to make sure they get their GST obligations right? Look,
2: you know, if I'd answered that question even five years ago, John, I would have said, you know, that technical is really important. But when I think about – and technical is always important. It's obviously a a foundation, a cornerstone. But – so much of it is actually about having good systems and processes in place. Mm-hmm. As I'm sure many of your listeners know, with GST, if you make a coding error or if you have you know classified something incorrectly, that error repeats and repeats and repeats until you find it. So you know for me, I think the area of focus is on education prevention and support, so making sure people know what they need to know. But I think there's um a really important lesson for me was always, Go back to the basics. And I think when I, when I reflect on uh, what happened in New Zealand, they had a, a, had a couple of rate changes. But one of the things that that uncovered for them was not anything really technical, but what they discovered is there were lots of things sitting in the system that they'd never revisited. Right. So things like when they were issuing invoices, were the dates on them correct? Were they posting them? Were they clearing out some of those accounts? So for me, I think it's really important that we focus on doing the basics well Mm. And actually making sure that you have a good, good, solid system in, in place within your organisation. Um, and of course, you know, for me too, if I think about um, how cloud accounting and software is, has evolved too, um, I think some of the information that people can get out of their systems to really help them makes a really big difference. So, mm. but technical is obviously very important. And um, I do, I do love a bit of technical. I, I'm actually laughing. I'm, I'm on this um, call that we're having today. I have an old copy of the GST legislation oh, thing really? underneath my iPad. It's one <laughs> from, uh, it's one from 2009, uh, 201999. sorry to 2000. Oh, right. um, yeah, 1999, but you know, mm-hmm. nothing, you should always have a really good, um, fundamental um, understanding of the basics of GST and never lose sight of those real core provisions. But also for most of the small businesses out there, just make sure that you've got really good solid um, business systems and processes in place to make life much easier.
1: Very good advice. Now, uh, we understand the ATO has changed its internal structure for how you manage the GST program last year. Mm -hmm. why did you do that and are you seeing benefits from this new approach?
2: Yeah, no, we did. So for many people who've interacted with the AT over the years, we've had a sort of a separate GST area since implementation. And um, that made a lot of sense, made a lot of sense when you need to have a real focus on GST. But what we also know, um, and I've come from obviously the larger end of town has been my background, worked with large corporates, many of those people have um, a GST specialist, possibly have a GST lawyer who's looking after their GST. And and obviously um, many of them have a GST manager within that organisation. But when I came to small business, I discovered that actually the person doing the GST is the same person doing payroll, HR, finance, marketing, it's often the same person. Yes. And so you you take quite a different approach to the market. So what we did as an organisation is we have, I have ultimate responsibility for the GST product, but I'm supported across the ATO with people who look after GST within our market segment. So for example, we have um, a market segment that looks after the public groups and international, and they obviously have a lot of the technical issues, cross-border issues, a mm. lot of you know financial services issues you've sort of got the middle middle market or private wealth, they have a lot of um, issues around trusts and other bits and pieces, and property sits there as well. And then at my end of town, we deal with everything. Um, But, you know, there's a lot of just the basics. So um, that's how we've done it, but we also work together. and And we just find it really helps because for my market, they don't want someone to come out and talk to them separately about GST because tax to them actually often includes state taxes, payroll taxes, they, d- yes. they don't distinguish. So, um, mm. yeah, we're finding it's going really well. Um, mm. But I still have an area that looks after technical. So um, we do have an area that sits under me who provides that holistic approach to technical.
1: So what do you enjoy about your current role as the Deputy Commissioner of Small Business and also being in charge of the GST
2: product? Am I allowed to say everything? Is that okay? Yes, <laughs> no. yes. that's
1: that's, uh, that's just uh, such a good thing to say. That everything uh, you touch, you enjoy.
2: No, I do. I, I am I am honestly very very lucky uh, in my job. Um, I get to meet some amazing people across Australia every day, and um, and and small businesses are so diverse as well. I just I love that market. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was sort of like a bit of a coming home to go back to um, to looking after GST and to see many friendly faces who have been in the GST space, you know, for, for as you say, 20 plus years, because mm-hmm. many of them were here for implementation as well. So no, I, I do, I love the fact that I can make a difference um, to everyday Australians with some of the things that I you know, can influence, um, whether that's from making sure that we have uh, easy to read content, uh, making sure that we have some you know, information that's available or always working to see how we can improve the tax and super system. So I'm a, I'm a pretty lucky person, I, I do love my job.
1: Good, that's tremendous. So Deborah, have you got any other comments that you'd like to make about GST, uh, the Australian tax industry? or the role of the Australian Tax Office?
2: Look, I think um, we should be proud uh, as Australians uh, of how well our tax system operates. Hmm. You know, I, if, I, if I reflect, you know, we, we can always say, oh, we could do this better, we could do that better. But I think, you know, the tax office, together with the tax profession, do a wonderful job as custodians of the tax and super system. Um, I think it's, um, you know, the vast majority of people want to do the right thing. Mm. Um, And it's my job to make sure that they do the right thing and that they've got the the information and the tools to do it. Um, So I think, you know, when I reflect on our ability, you know, we're in COVID times uh, right now, but our ability as a nation to be able to support people in need really comes about because we have a really, really good, solid um, tax and super system. And people have trust and confidence in both the ATO, but also in the tax profession as well. So I think, you know, we are pretty lucky, but we couldn't do it without the support of the, the tax professionals. Well,
1: that's great to hear. Well, Deborah, thanks for spending uh, some of your time this morning uh, with us to talk to us and to uh, inform our members. Uh, I think I can say on behalf of the tax profession that Australia got a fairly good deal when you decided to come to Australia. And we're very <laughs> glad that you stayed. And uh, we trust that you'll be here for many more years to come. So thank you so much and we do wish you the best from all the members of Tax and Super Australia in your role as Deputy Commissioner of Small Business and also in charge of the GST product. Uh, That's a pretty big um, brief (laughs) that you have. And um, yes, I know that you have some nice people that support you, but we do uh, wish you the best in your role and thank you for your time in talking to us today.
2: Thank you very much for having me.